live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. As always, you're tuned into the X and Y on the Fly dating podcast, and this time you're locked into episode number 32. My name is Scott McKay, and I am your host. And hello, I'm Emily McKay. And today, we're going to have a super topic for you. Oh, we are. This one's fun. Yeah, well, today's extra special because I think it's just way, way long overdue. I think you're right. You know, we talk about never, ever settling as basically a tagline around here, Emily. But there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, and we've never done a show on it. We should have. Well, we should have. It took us 32 shows to do it. Well, we finally got one put together. That's right. So we're going to have an unsettling conversation today, and that unsettling conversation is going to be on settling. That's right. And then all the details and intricacies that go with it so that we make sure it never happens to us. Yeah, we're going to break it down. We're going to tell you what settling means, and just like Emily so eloquently stated, how to not have it happen in your life. That's right. Because the best thing that can happen in your life is to have someone great by your side. But you know what, Emily? Before we start out, I think we owe everybody a little bit of an explanation of where we've been for a month. Yeah, I think it's time for us to tell them. Yeah. Well, you know, we'd love to tell you we've been like gallivanting the world as usual or that Emily's just been so amazingly hugely pregnant with our son that she couldn't podcast. But I am hugely pregnant. Yeah, but you're not too pregnant to podcast. No. That would be a bad excuse. (laughs) We actually have a much better excuse than that. We do. You've been busy. I have. Guys, you know what? I have been absolutely immersed in what is to date my largest project ever, and that is called Virtuosity. It is your largest project. Absolutely. No doubt. This is, guys, my first advanced series. It is going to be released on the 30th of September. So yeah, I've been hard at work on it. It's been pretty much taking all my time. It's going to be a six-part advanced series that not only includes lots of audio programs, but a full program on online dating domination, which is our first program ever completely devoted to online dating, even though you and I have met online. Yes. You have a lot of different topics that you cover in it and a lot of different subjects, and it just... It's overwhelming, all the information you put together. Yeah, it kind of is. We have, to date, I just signed my 20th co-host. And guys, what I'm doing is I'm getting guys who are the white hat experts on particular subjects in the dating and seduction field, guys who really care about helping men grow as men and actually think highly of women. And what we're doing is we're getting together, all these guys, talking about their subjects that they're having the most expertise on, rolling this up into a program, and I tell you, The cast of world experts is amazing. We've got a lot of guys you're going to start seeing on the Chick Whisper podcast and a lot of guys you're going to see or have seen on this podcast too, Emily. That's right. You've got Will Hicks, of course, he's going to talk about charismatic personality, which is fantastic. Grant Adams, whom we've heard here, talking about online dating. And uh, Joseph South, good friend of us and fellow podcaster. Um, And the list goes on. Marie Forleo, Amy Waterman. Uh, we've got Brent Smith, who doesn't do a whole lot of outside interviews, Mr. Indifference himself, uh, Rion Williams, and just a bunch of guys. And if you want to check out what that program's about, I've got a pre-release offer that's going right now. I'm knocking some money off of that. You're going to want to go snag that up. Also, my fourth book called Never Ever Settle 
is going to be the companion guide to the Virtuosity series and available only through it. So go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash virtuosity, that's V-I-R-T-U-O-S-I-T-Y, and see what that's all about. Email me your comments and questions if you have any. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You don't want to miss it. Do check it out. So here we go. Let's talk about this subject. Let's hit it with a big old heavy hammer. Settling. Go for it. When the term settling comes to mind, I don't think of anything good. No, I think of misery. If your house is starting to settle, you know what? It's like uh, it's going to get cracks in it, and it means it's getting old, and it's just not really doing well. And that it's eventually going to fall apart. Yeah, and it makes funny noises at night when you're trying to sleep. Right. You know. And when you read the side of a cereal box, it says, product may have settled. So it means there's going to be less cereal in the box, or else it's going to look like it. It's just an ugly word. <laughs> Nothing ever good comes out of that. Nothing good comes from settling. So why do we do it? There's a lot of reasons why we do it. My personal opinion, I think, in a lot of cases is it's just laziness. Yeah, you know what? I think so, too. If you get right to the core of what it means to settle, you know how I'd define it? No. I would define it as being willing to end up with less than even you acknowledged you deserved when it comes to a partner or a job or a lifestyle. Or a salary. Or happiness. Mm-hmm. Because starting over is too scary to do so. Well, that's another thing. Man, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Well, you know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to have to stop what you're doing and start over. Yeah, that's right. And it's just easier to take the lazy road and not do it. Yeah, you know, you talked about the laziness. I have famously said, you know, guys will go through college. You know, women too. You know, they'll go to parenting classes. We'll go to performance driving school, go to the golf ball range and hit a bucket full. But when it comes to things like our relationships with a significant other and potentially finding the greatest person we've ever met in our life, we do nothing. We sit around and wait for a person to walk in the door and accept us the way we are. And hope that they're good enough for us. Hope is just not a strategy. (laughs) No, it's an accident. I don't know how many guys I've ever heard say, hey, look, I'm just sitting on the couch playing Xbox. Yeah, someone will come along into my life and accept me as I am. This beautiful model will magically walk in the door and go, here I am. I'm not taking care of myself at all. I'm afraid of spiders. I don't have a good job. I don't even know the first thing about how to act like a man or and to I live groom with myself. Mom and dad. I live with mom and dad in the basement, exactly. But you know, hey, Jessica Simpson is going to walk through the door and just love me as I am. That's right. Yeah. Why not? That's wrong. Ain't going to happen. You're dreaming. And this dream will replace reality for you. I have guys in my coaching program, 10 plus, who are in their 40s. And they're just now waking up saying, hey, look, you know what? I've never done anything to get a great woman in my life. I've never even gotten the courage to ask a woman to go out with me. I just figured it would happen somewhere along the way. And now here I am. And I kind of want to have kids someday. I want to have a family. What's up with that? Yeah, we do hear this all the time. I even get it from some of my friends. Here I am in life, and I don't know how I got here. I thought by this point in time I would be married and have so many kids and have Mm -hmm. this life and that life, and Mm -hmm. it just hasn't happened. Yeah, the laziness. Eh, it'll happen. I don't have to do anything active to get there. You're going to end up settling because no one's going to do things for you in life. Now, what about if you're in a relationship and it's Mm. not that great? Right. Right. Maybe the uh, temptation would be not to change something that isn't broken. 
Well, why would you want to change it if it's not broken? Maybe you don't even know what you're missing. That's right. So maybe you just pretend, and I've heard this so many times. Yeah, all these stories I hear about really great relationships, they're just mythical. That stuff doesn't exist. That's just fairy tale stuff. Or what I have now is better than nothing. Right, yeah. If I was to break up with this person, I'd have to start all over again, and that would just be brutal. I can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. Too scary. What if nothing else comes along? Right, and that fear tends to overtake people and make them settle rather than reaching out for more. How sad not to try to get something better or to strive for the best just because of fear Mm -hmm. preventing us from trying. Yeah, and I think along with that, Emily, people just sometimes, they don't believe that someone great is out there. And I think this comes from, for example, in my case, right after I was divorced, I was very tempted to believe all women are crazy. So what happened? I started getting a bunch of crazy women in my life, kind of the law of attraction thing. Right. We attract what we believe. Right. So if you don't believe there's someone great out there anyway, you can talk yourself into settling for whoever comes your way. You become desperate. Yes, you really do. And you know, that desperation is not only born of laziness and of fear, but what that ends up morphing into is the all-important lack of options. You're choosing not to have choices. Right. And you're chasing instead of choosing. Right. Whatever happens to come along, that's my only option. That's what I'm going to choose. That's what I'm going to settle for. That means, basically, this is my last chance. This is my last opportunity. No one or nothing is better out there than who I have in front of me because I finally found someone who actually likes me. And it's taken so long to find someone. And a lot of people have this happen in their life. And you know what, Emily? They don't even have anything to base it on. A lot of times they get one person and they go, oh, you know what? Now that I've tried maybe for the first time ever to actually go find someone and I succeeded at finding someone, this has got to be the last person I'm ever going to (laughs) get. They haven't been out there dating enough to find out that there's truly a whole bunch of people out there. Yes. If you can get someone, you can get more people. What's interesting is there's so many different people on this planet that Mm -hmm. are really our match. You know, there's not Mm -hmm. just that one soulmate that's out there. There are truly a lot of different people out there. It's just a matter of meeting, you know, that we only need the one person that's our match. But there's multiples of them. A lot of people wouldn't agree with that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And I think I I agree too. And and this is why I say this. Mm -hmm. Because if, for example, you're with the one person who completes you and who makes you happy and you're just great together, bring out the best in each other. Right. And some tragedy happened and you're by yourself again. Right. You'd be alone forever? You'd be alone forever. No, What torture to be in your 20s and to have that happen and have to live the rest of your existence miserable. Matter of fact, I met a woman and I want to do an interview with her. Uh She's had three very happy relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, she's been a widow twice over, so this is her third marriage. Tragic. And she speaks very lovingly of each and every one of her relationships. You know, it's kind of the e-harmony mentality. How far and wide would you go for your one true soulmate? It's marketing. If you're a great human being, and you know, this brings up another whole layer here. If you're a great human being, you can find people you get along with and who you're attracted to. And the more attractive you are as a person, the more great people you're going to attract. When you make the decision to marry someone, you make a commitment to that person. You make a decision. Now, Granted, you and I dated a lot of people, over a right. hundred each, and I would say that you and I consider the other to be our one percenter. 
Right. You know, that's what we talk about. That doesn't mean you're the only person on earth I could have ever been married to. No, there, there's multiple people out there. One percent of a few thousand people or a few million people is a lot of people. Exactly. So someone will come along and say, ah, hey, but if there's other people out there you could have been with, aren't you settling by even getting married? No. It's a decision you make because you want the lifestyle. And as long as you marry a person who you're ultimately compatible with in every way, then you've accomplished the goal and you aren't settling. That's right. You That's created right. some happiness there for yourself. The takeaway on this is that you have to believe wholeheartedly that there is always somebody out there that is great for you. Yeah, that's right. If you don't believe there's anyone great out there, that's where the settling occurs. Right. The other thing that comes to mind here is the guy who goes to the bar and just starts asking out women, one after the next. Maybe he isn't working so well with getting himself to being the masculine, confident man that he should be. And women are going, ah, thanks, but no thanks. Well, perhaps the 10th woman he talks to says, yeah, I'll dance with you. So he's thrown this proverbial bowl of spaghetti up against the wall to see what sticks. And finally, he gets a woman who likes him. The woman goes, ha, finally, I got a guy who likes me. I can hook this guy in. You had a lady last <laughs> week who used that term. How do I get this guy hooked, right? Oh, yes, that's right. Boy, that's just, you know what, you know what that hook is? You bait that hook with settling. Right. Yeah, that, the bait on that hook is settle for me. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? You don't want nobody settling for you. No. So you shouldn't be trying to hook people. What are you fishing for people for? You should just let them throw themselves on the beach at you. Right. Heck with this fishing stuff. Anyway, I'm digressing. So man and woman meet. They're not even each other's first choice. They have not chosen each other. They have mm -hmm. already settled for each they other. They were the last thing that was option there. Exactly. A guy and a woman both feel like, yeah, well, this is my best option. But wouldn't it be better if each one made the effort to make changes in their own personal life to be better and cause attraction to happen? Well, do you do that after the fact? Before. Oh, you have to do it before the fact. And then they may not have even been attracted to each other. They may have both gone their separate ways and found someone better for them originally. Correct. That's what I'm talking about. But... Alas, we have them the way they are, don't we? People don't like change. No, they don't like change. So here they are. They go and they attract each other. And here we are still with the same story. A month later, she goes, uh, are you going to make me your girlfriend or what? He goes, well, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. oh, no, no, no. I'm going to walk unless you make me your girlfriend. He goes, well, I don't want to go start all over because I'm lazy. All right. Six months later, uh, are you going to put a ring on my finger or else I'm walking? She's getting impatient. She doesn't really want to start all over either. And so nobody goes, else is going to want to date me, so I'm stuck with her, so I might as well give her a ring. That's right. A year later, he wakes up married to a woman he didn't even choose. Oh, how scary. It's horrifying, isn't it? That's what happens. That's the old trick we play on ourselves where we think we have chosen someone and really all we've done is chased someone. So how do we avoid it? Well, you avoid it. By becoming someone who, first of all, is half of a great relationship. How many people are out there saying, oh, I'm not going to stop until I have a fairy tale relationship, but they're the world's most negative person, they're an angry person, or my favorite, they have a genuine distaste for the opposite sex. I was just thinking a very hateful spirit. Yeah. Guys, if you're a misogynist, don't expect a great woman to throw herself in your arms. Ladies, if you hate men... I don't want to hear you tell me that you think all men only want you for your body and they only want sex. Guess what, ladies? 
the guys who really love and respect women are running away from you because you can't stand men. What guy who really loves and respects a woman is going to go after a woman who hates men? Okay, I got that off my chest. Anything to add? It's your soapbox. That is my soapbox, but it's a darn good one. But that goes both ways. That is not gender specific. Guys, you're out there hating women. You think women are life support systems for their vaginas. Don't cry to me that you think women are dead lays and that only porn stars are the ones who are passionate about sex and women hate sex. Don't use the word wife and the F word in the same sentence like I heard on one of my friend's podcasts, a guy writing in about why his wife wasn't interested in sex anymore. How come my wife won't F word me anymore? Hmm. Well, it could be because you completely lack respect for your wife. You're settling if you're not one half of a great relationship, you are settling for not being a great person yourself when you should have improved your mindset to become the greatest guy you possibly can be. And that goes for the ladies too. Another thing to talk about is that dreaded checklist. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, the one where the guy has to be 100% of everything that you want. His height, his color, hair, his eyes. Income, car he drives. How he family, talks. Family lineage, yeah. How he talks. Probably has to have the Australian accent. Right, Right. with the American passport, yeah, the cosmopolitan GQ guy. Oh, yeah. You know what? Here's the funny part about that. Even if you are the purest snow media-driven image of perfection, you know what? That doesn't mean you're really, really going to actually want a person who the media told you is right for you. No, you'd be surprised. Sometimes what you want is something entirely different. The only way to figure that out, Emily, is to have options and actually date people instead of fantasizing and dreaming. How many women have you ever heard from where you're saying to them, hey, you're living in a fantasy world because you're talking about a guy whom you've never even talked to or met yet? Right. It's a fantasy. Yes. You talk to those women all the time. You know, I get some of those guys also. Truthfully, if you're sitting around saying, okay, here's my perfect woman if you're a guy or your perfect man if you're a woman. My perfect woman has to be five foot eleven. She has to look like a Barbie doll. She has to have a size D chest, but only a 26 inch waist. And she has to have a certain color eyes. And, you know, I think it'd be really cool if she um, had a certain accent. Guess what? You're sitting here fantasizing. When you start actually dating someone, and better yet, once you get that person actually in front of you, once you start raising the bar, you're probably about to come to some very sobering conclusions. That's right. You might be surprised. And I would highly recommend dating a variety of different people to truly get a taste for what you really want and don't want. That's right. Because invariably, it's different than the media-driven checklist. That's right. Now, granted, I don't think women want a guy who has no job, but they always put down millionaire, and then they start dating the millionaire, and they realize the baggage that comes with it. Oh, yes. Remember we were out... uh... For example, we were out one day karaoke and met somebody that I happened to know. Mm-hmm. And she had tried one of these dating sites where there's a lot of rich men on there. Yes, and she couldn't stand any of them. She gave up on the site Beautiful. because she yeah. just couldn't stand it. Yeah, and then you know, you find in your head that you like, oh, I don't know, you're a guy and you like a five foot 11 Barbie doll with blue eyes, right? And then all of a sudden, you meet a five foot four redhead who knocks you out. You go, wow, that is the most amazing woman I've ever met, and I never would have guessed. But see, the checklist is such an objective tool. 
and people are all unique and very different. And then after you've dated a bunch of people, you start refining what it is you really want. Right. A great example in my life is I always thought I wanted a woman with a little bit of an edge to her, kind of not a shrinking violet. She could fend for herself and kind of start an argument with me a little bit once in a while, have a little fire. That's why you like my pillow fights. Oh, <laughs> contraire, my dear. I decided I liked sweethearts who were very kind and good-hearted women, and that they just liked adventure, and that's where the fun came in, not <laughs> contention. And that's why I'm with you, because after dating different women, I revised what I thought I wanted. Right. Very important. The checklist is great to have, but be flexible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got to be based on having really dated people instead of a fantasy. You know, the other thing, I think, before we introduce our guest, because I want to get to him. He has so much to offer as far as information. Absolutely. I want to talk about, quickly, someone who infatuates us. I don't know. We get that warm fuzzy for him or her, but is otherwise terrible. I think of the bad the boy. Yeah, yeah, the crush. I think of the bad boy for the woman, and I think of the pretty woman who absolutely is intensely high maintenance and is nothing but trouble, flirts with other guys, but... She's hot, so we put up with her. You know, that reminds me or of the times when, you know, you're in school and you had the crush on the teacher. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you wanted it, it's yes. just not going to happen. You know, I think the phrase that comes to mind is you can't choose who you fall in love with. I think you absolutely can. And I think we've talked about that on this show before. If you find you're having these warm, fuzzy feelings early on, you have got To get a candle on it. You know, get your head around that and realize that you have got to make smart decisions. So I wanted to throw in a quick word on that. Otherwise, you know, once that infatuation starts to die down, which they say is about 18 months, of course, you know, it hasn't for us yet. No, I don't think it has. You have got to be cognizant of what you are going to be left with. And once that infatuation's gone, (laughs) you better not be settling. Right. You better have the whole package. And folks, you know, you're worth it. And this is where you do a reality check and mm. find out if what you're dealing with is real or imaginative. Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, I get these letters all the time where mm-hmm. this woman's like, but he's the guy I've been dreaming about yep. and this and that. And she doesn't even same know the, for the guy. Guys. She hasn't even so guys much as talked to the guy. Yep. He's just... One-itis all the way. She's just <laughs> dreaming of who she thinks is Mr. That's Perfect right. and That's hoping... Right. That he'll fit the peg. You know, it's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Ain't going to happen. That's right. You know what it is? It's immaturity. A mature view on this can look past the feelings that are right in front of you right now. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I want to introduce our guest. Some of you may know our guest already. He's a frequent guest on talk shows all across the Fruited Plain. Sean Stevenson has got to be one of the most amazing men I've ever met. Sean was born with a physical condition that limits him to a wheelchair, and he has had literally hundreds of broken bones during his life. And yet, Sean has one of the healthiest, most positive outlooks on life of anyone I have ever met. Here is a guy who faced with lots of physical challenges, lots of challenges thrown at him in just about every arena in life, has literally come out of it with one of the best attitudes, and above all, settles for nothing. The guy has women all around him all the time. The ladies are crazy about him. 
He literally goes around the country with guys like David D'Angelo teaching men how to improve their skills with women, despite what he's had to overcome. So I couldn't think of any better guy to invite on this show than a guy who I'm proud to call my friend Emily, and that's Sean. Yes, and you know, to hear him talk, ladies, you're truly going to enjoy this because he he really does know what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. This guy spends a lot of time thinking about this stuff. Absolutely understands us women. It's one of the greatest interviews I've ever recorded for this show. So fasten your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. Coming at you, Sean Stevenson. Hey, this is Scott. And you know, in line with this conversation about settling and how we keep ourselves from doing it, I was thinking, going through the file cards of all the people I knew, and man, I've got the perfect guy to talk about this. With me on the line is Sean Stevenson. Sean, how you doing, my good friend? I'm doing wonderful. Now listen, you know what? Emily and I have been talking on this show about the whole concept of a person settling for someone in the context of a long-term relationship or even a marriage, and they wake up very soon thereafter going, wait a minute, this wasn't the person I really wanted. How did we get here, Sean? What kind of things contribute to someone settling for someone and kind of being disappointed later? Well, I would say that nobody ends up in a bad relationship overnight. Nobody ends up settling overnight from the standpoint of everything that happens to you for the most part in life, it was little decisions that you made every single day Hmm. that finally cause you to end up overweight in a bad relationship, out of the job, getting a divorce, whatever those painful moments that we have to deal with sometimes They didn't come out of nowhere. Most people live in what I call the gray zone. And the gray zone is that part of life where it's not bad enough to really hurt, enough to change, but it's not great enough that you really feel fulfilled. You're comfortable. You're just getting by. You know, you ask somebody, how are you doing? Not bad. Well, that's not great either. You know, I asked a girl just recently, so how's your relationship with this guy that you met? It's all right. All right, either you need to work on yourself or dump this guy or both. Because, let's face it, you don't want to be in a relationship that's all right. You want a relationship that juices you. Just like you want a career that juices you, a body that you've created that juices you. If you just get all right results, you're not going to get the full experience of life. Right. You know, I think a lot of times people get in that comfort zone, like you're saying, Sean, and it's not particularly painful. So they kind of block out how good things could be. Yes. Say, all right, you know, it's so the pain for that person would be having to cut and run. You know, I'm going to have to start all over again. You mean I have to go out and try to meet someone just because I got out of this mediocre relationship? Well, Scott, how many times? that and end up with another mediocre relationship? What if, you know, the butts, you have to get off your butt. That's right. Yeah. How many times, how many times, Scott, have you heard either a man or a woman say, well, you know, it's at least a lot better than my last relationship. Right. Or it's better than nobody. Or better than nobody. Those two mentalities. It's like somebody will say, well, at least he didn't beat me, you know, or at least she doesn't smoke crack. Yeah, I, I mean, know someone who's got it worse. <laughs> yeah. There always be somebody worse off. That is by no means a benchmark for where you should set your relationships. So let me let me just get to the core of this, if I can. Go for it. When it comes to settling, you have to figure out at some point early in the relationship, when you're starting relationships, does this person bring the best out of me? 
period. Does this person bring the best out of me? If they bring the uh or the bad out of you, time to rethink. Because when you enter into a relationship, I always, I always explain it to this way to men and women. Don't go out there and think that you need to get something out of a relationship. Like so many women I've t talked to feel this way. You know, why do I even need to be in a relationship? I can, I can be happy on my own and satisfied by myself. And I've heard men say this too, actually. Why do I need to be in a relationship? And I tell them it's like this. You know, you don't get something out of the relationship. You create something out of the relationship. A lot of people think of it's like this, I give, I get. You know, what do I have to give so much to get something back? No. It's like you can think of it that a man is like yellow and a woman is like blue. And when you get together in a relationship, you're able to create a new color called green. So green is something that you can't get on your own. It's, it's the creation of two. And let me tell you, if you meet up with somebody who's got a color that when mixed with yours doesn't bring out the best, my goodness, you have one of two choices. Change your color or get out. That's kind of living in that gray area, huh? Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So the way you can tell if you're settling is when you think about it and you say to yourself, Am I giving up a lot just because I like a little? Hmm. Because if you're giving up a little just so you can have a lot, that's probably a good relationship. Meaning, you know, I always tell women and men that you have two things in life you have to pay attention to. Are you enforcing your boundaries and are you staying flexible? Hmm. If a woman comes to me and she says, you know, the man's not as muscular as I like him, but he's got everything else I love and I really enjoy being with him. I tell them, okay, look at this. Are you willing to dump this guy who has everything, 90%, 98% of what you're looking for because he doesn't have that 2%? Is that important to you, enough to dump it? And then the answer to that question is whether or not they should stay in it. Okay, but let's look at it from a meta perspective, a larger, bigger picture perspective, which is when you enter into something, you're, it's always a little bit of a, a mindset of, what greatness does this person bring out in me? You know, do they bring out my creative side? Do they bring out my sense of humor, my playfulness? What do they elicit when I'm around them? Can they actually go in and stir up something that I love about myself that either I forget about or I, I downplay like it's not that important? Or, you know, like, for instance, for me, I love being around women who like to learn from me. If a woman doesn't like to learn, and specifically doesn't like to learn from me, that relationship is doomed from the start. And I'm settling if I settle up with that relationship, because to me, that's really, really important, that that woman brings out that teacher in me. If she doesn't bring out the teacher in me, that's, I don't feel fully alive. Now, whatever that is for you, maybe that's the dancer in you, the painter in you, the poet in you, the comedian in you, the bodybuilder in you, what it is that you love about yourself. If your partner doesn't bring that out of you and elicit that and support that, you're settling. Wow. It's powerful stuff. So let's say I'm in a relationship with someone and I've just met this person, Sean. How do I know when the stars are starting to kind of misalign here? I mean, what are the warning signs? The warning signs is how do they make you feel? From how that, do they make from you the feel? Get -go. From the get-go. How do they make you feel? I mean, this is what I explain to men and women when it comes to attraction. Ultimately, you don't want a certain body type. You think you do. 
What you want is the feelings that you get when you're around that body type. If somebody came along that gave you those same feelings that didn't have that body type, you, would, you wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. <laughs> I know this because I've seen both men and women end up in relationships with a person that didn't look at all like they said that they wanted, but they got the feelings that they loved when they're around that person. And I'm glad it works out that way because I'm three foot tall man. And now women say they want a tall guy. But when I come in, I make them feel the feelings they feel when they're around a tall man. And so then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Sean's short, but it doesn't matter. I don't care because I feel so great when I'm with him. I feel like he's huge. I feel like he's six foot plus. We want the feelings. So the early warning signs, how do you feel when you're around them? Ultimately, if you don't feel good about yourself, your environment, and your future, that's a warning sign. And it's rare, it's so rare, Scott, that it changes. Your first impression and how somebody makes you feel is usually how they make you feel for the long term. Yeah, you might have that honeymoon phase, but you get those moments. I talk about red flags of dating. One of my red flags is when I go on a date, I tell a woman to bring a list of about 10 different items on the first date. If she doesn't bring the list, or bring the things on the list, and she starts getting really questioning and starts acting all dramatic and stuff, that's a huge warning sign to me that she doesn't like adventure, she's not playful, and she's so skeptical that she's going to probably be that way in other areas, and I'm not wanting to deal with that. Hmm. Wow. And it doesn't matter what the items are. It's a case of can they submit and have fun? That's important to me. Can a woman submit to have fun? That's important to a man. The biggest things that are attractive to a wow. man are can a woman have fun and yet also be compassionate? If they can do that, huge for a man. Well, Sean, I appreciate all your words of wisdom as always. You and I have uh, gotten to know each other recently, and every time we have a conversation, it's just replete with amazing benefit. You're truly an inspiration to anybody who knows you. And if you want to learn more about Sean, Emily and I both are just super impressed with Sean, more so every time we talk to him. Go to www.timetostand.com, and we'll get back on the program and tell you a little bit more. Well, that didn't disappoint, did it? No, it didn't. Sean's just terrific. And, you know, we mentioned his website, timetostand.com. You'll go there. I highly recommend looking at the videos of him doing comedy. Oh, yes, he's funny. <laughs> I mean, the guy's just flat-out, straight-up amazing. One of the things he said that comes to mind, kind of piggybacked off what we said earlier, Emily, and it's that gray area. Oh, how are you doing? I'm okay. How's your relationship? It's yeah. all right. Did you hear the passion in his voice when he was just even thinking about responding to someone who said that? Oh, my goodness. He definitely laid the law down and says, don't. Stop. <laughs> exactly. No, get rid of him. Right. Do we believe in great things? Do we work on it as hard as we do for the other stuff in life? You know, you just can't stop. You can't ever settle. Sean I, didn't. You I, shouldn't either. Right. I love the two things he says. One, either you have to make a change or get rid of him. Yes. Now, notice he never did say, try to change the other person and no, make them what you want. It. Can't do it. That's right. Bad news. Women try to do that all the time. They know they're settling for the guy. What do they do? Rather than having the guts to go out there and try again and go out there and get a new person, they go, ah, you know what? I don't want to completely get out of this relationship. Maybe I'll change him into a good man. The irony of that, Emily, is once the guy gives up his power to the woman and actually capitulates to her changing him, a lot of times she isn't even attracted to him anymore anyway because he's a different guy and she kind of owns him, has him wrapped around her finger. <laughs> That's the irony there. 
And even if he doesn't change, imagine all the frustration created, all yeah, the energy no put into that that yeah. could have been put into something so much more productive. Yeah, charity cases are not to be confused with people you date. Sorry, ladies. That's just the way it is. Take it from a guy. I am a man talking to you ladies out there saying, don't try to change some guy. It's just not a good thing. Go meet a guy who you can respect from the get-go and hang out with him. It's much better. And besides, you can't control somebody. The only two things you can control is yourself and your circumstances. You can eliminate bad influences around you. And if he's a bad influence of some nature, whether he's not good for you or he's not what you would want him to be, you have control over that. By getting rid of him. Well, sometimes you can control NFL scores when you're sitting in front of the big screen TV. If you just put the right hex on the team at halftime. Scream at it just right. Yeah, well, never mind. Maybe not. Another the idea. Exactly. Um, another thing is that he talked about people and how they view the whole concept of a relationship, which I think is huge. If people are talking about what they expect to get out of a relationship. I want a man who will take care of me. I want a man... Here's my favorite, Emily. I want, I want, I want, I want. I want a man who makes me feel happy. If you are making someone else responsible for your well-being, guess what? You are not suitable to be one half of a great relationship. You've already resigned your post there, and you will be settling because no one's going to take that on. And that person can't do that for you. That is something you've got to do. And once you're happy, once you're content, once your self-esteem is in order, then you will be the person who finds someone who completes you. And like Sean said, takes that blue and yellow together and makes Makes green. green. I love the way you describe that. I have talked about that before, where once you are a happy, wonderful person and people see that about you, it's nice to be in a relationship so that you can contribute that happiness and they in turn can enhance your own happiness. Enhancing it and making them make you happy are two different things. But he did a great job actually yes. illustrating that visually. Yes, absolutely. You know, I also liked especially how, you know, the blah zone of eh, things all right was described as gray. Well, that's a bad color. Yes, which is like grayscale pictures are black and white, right? If something is blue and yellow making green, I think of plants and being alive in Ireland and all sorts of happy stuff. Pleasant things. Yeah, you know. And if you want a relationship that's green and healthy and full of life, then you have to go expecting to create something out of the sum of the two of you together. Right, which starts Just with brilliant. your own color, your yes, own personality. That's right. And you know, find someone who completes you. And accept that you are bringing something great to this relationship and deserve what you want for the billionth time. Bring something to this relationship. Don't expect to take, take, take. Create something. Yeah. Selfish people lose when it comes to relationships. Should I repeat that again? Yes, absolutely. If you are selfish and you're wanting to take, 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 you are not going to find the right person. What's interesting is that some women are very used to taking. Men are too. Mm-hmm. But let me give you a great example. Well, some men will give them everything on a silver platter. Right. She expects him to always take her to the most fanciest restaurants and pay mm-hmm. for everything. Bring the most amazing flowers. Give her big fancy gifts because nothing small would be acceptable. And you're creating this monster, guys. Right. And then she <laughs> Sorry, wonders why he's upset when she's not giving out the sex or mm-hmm. that he's only interested in sex. That's right. It's because both parties are so busy trying to get stuff out of the relationship selfishly. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. That they're just sucking the life out of each other. You know, and then that all comes back to the other thing that I picked up on about what Sean said, which is how does this person make you feel? We talked about the whole cognitive checklist, and I think I want this. I think I want that. But if this person, even if you're incredibly infatuated with them, if this person really makes you feel empty or uneasy or any other negative emotion from the get-go, that's not a good sign. No. Matter of fact, if you make the other person feel that way, uneasy, mm-hmm. miserable, whatever type of negative feelings you're giving to them, that's, right. exactly. that's not a good sign. Yeah, and you'll probably be giving those feelings to everyone you meet. Yeah. So until you deserve what you want there, you will be settling. With that point in mind, honey, mm-hmm. that reminds me, and I, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Right. Anytime you're experiencing the same problems over and over again with the same, your life is just with like, the same opposite gender. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. a different person, but always the same problem. <laughs> exactly. Different person, same problem. It's like yep. your your life is stuck on repeat. Uh huh. Groundhog Day relationships. Right. Tell the em. common denominator Tell is em. yourself. Yep. Who's at the scene of the crime every time? You have to own up to it. That's another thing Sean Stevenson said offline. I think he may have said that in the Virtuosity program. (laughs) By the way, Sean is on the Virtuosity program. He's talking about overcoming obstacles. That is an absolute must-have when it comes to audio programs. That is just one of the most amazing hours I've ever spent with another human being. But anyway, I digress. So I'd say the way somebody makes you feel, be very attentive to that. Yeah. We're incredibly blessed to have had Sean on the show today. Uh, If you don't know who Sean is, you're about to have your life dramatically improved by visiting www.timetostand.com. You will not be able to tree hug your excuses any longer, and you will just be more energized towards never settling for anyone less than who you should be deserving as soon as you get to know Sean. Yes. And we hope that we'll have something to do with it also, Emily. We do. We love to be a contributor to that. Absolutely. That's what we live for around here. And with that in mind, you can email us. We'd like for you to send us your emails, and you can send that to scot at date2order.com. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com. Or Emily, that's E-M-I-L-Y, at date to order.com yes email us um we answer every email we get we do ask that you stick to very specific questions that pertain to your own situation if you have general questions we've probably already covered it in one of our podcasts or in the newsletters and by all means make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter which you can get to at www.deservewhatyouwant.com all of that said, if you have, you know, glowingly positive comments, you're welcome to send as many of those as you want. That's right. Please, with the detailed questions, we would love to see the details that surround the circumstances so that we will have a better idea on what would be the best response to you. Yeah, good point. Very good points. And remember, you can also voicemail us. We've been getting some voicemails, folks. We need some voicemails that are very succinct and ask specific questions. To do that, you can voicemail us by calling our voicemail-only line. Nobody will pick up the phone at whatever hour you call. And that's plus one two one zero three six two forty four hundred. Please send us your voicemails. And another thing, have we talked about your newsletter? No, we haven't www.keystobliss.com, K-E-Y-S-T-O-B-L-I-S-S.com. And that's where you sign up for my newsletter. Exactly. 
So be sure to check out the Virtuosity program at deservewhatyouwant.com front slash virtuosity. See what that's all about. And we'll be talking at you again next time for episode 33. Until then, my name's Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. Copyright 2007 X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Visit Scott and Emily on the web and get the X and Y Communications newsletter at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. You can also join Emily's newsletter just for the ladies at www.keystobliss.com. Also, be sure to check out the brand new Dating Cast on iTunes or at www.x-net-media.com. This is Ed Roy Odom, and you've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast.